Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange with one of my favorite people to speak with on this program. And it seems like it is this time of year, the things that are certain and not to be too grim, but are death and taxes and Cody Hosterman coming on to speak with us about all the goodness that's coming at VM World. Cody, welcome back to the program. It's great to have you. It's been a long time. Thanks. It's it's great to be back. So where do where do I rank around death and taxes? Am I you're, my, you're a solid one, and solid the other one. two are way 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 beyond there. But the, you know, it is something that happens every year. I, I feel like every year around this time, I pull you on and we uh, update a little bit on what's going on with uh, with VMware integrations and solutions in general, since that's such a great area for us here at Pure. But also, we want to make sure people know what to expect when they show up at VMworld. Make sure they understand the sessions that you and the team are driving, but also just kind of what's going on with the strategy, what we're doing, I guess will be helpful for some people is to know which hat you are wearing today. Because last time I had you on, we were talking CBS for Azure and you're wearing the CBS hat and now you're back wearing the VMware hat. So which one is it? And how are you holding up managing all those different roles that you're doing for the company right now? Yeah. Um, so I, the, the, the truth of the matter is I wear a couple different hats and now I wear them slightly differently than I, than I used to wear them, I suppose. Um, but I wear a couple different hats. So one part of my, my role here at pure storage is, you know, like we spoke about in the last episode that I was on was cloud blocks or, you know, owning that product from a project product management perspective, seeing where that can take us and where we can continue to develop our cloud strategy and everything like that. Because honestly, a, a big part of our cloud strategy at Pure, I mean, not all of it, but part of it is around VMware, right? Because a ton of our customers are on that. They're looking to see what, what does cloud mean for me, whatever that means, whether that means hyperscaler cloud, whether that means on-premises cloud, whether that means hybrid cloud, multi-cloud, her cloud, his cloud, their cloud, right? Um, and so, you know, the VMware part of that generally is fairly tightly related. So it made some natural sense for me to expand my role to cover that. And of course, on that, I still own the VMware part of, of of that ecosystem, right? So the solutions engineering, co-engineering work, um, what VMware means um, at Pure, uh, in particular around the flash arrays, you know, is where my focus is. That's the business unit I'm in, but these, you know, our products are, are linked in many ways. And so we're, I'm involved in that. The main difference I would say is that I don't get as much hands-on time these days. And so there's some folks in my team that um, are really, really the ones digging into that. So I spend a little bit more time talking these days than doing, but um it's it's the natural progression of things sometimes, I suppose. Are you feeling that you're missing that part a little bit? Because I know that's been a big part of you and what you do and, and what gets you thrilled coming to work every day. Or are you still finding outlets for that, right? I know it's kind of an itch that needs to be scratched at some times. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I certainly do you know, like I do miss, you know, getting in there thinking, Oh, how does this work? And yeah. so forth. But you know what? Like I found that I can experience that same joy in a new way, right. Through the, the folks on my team, right. Is working with, um, the, the solutions architects on, on my team and saying, you know, talking about some ideas and how this can be figured out. And, um, you know, I, I think I still get, get that, but like, you know, kind of by proxy, uh, through the folks on my team. And I think in the end, we can do a lot more that way by, by kind of joint digging into these different solutions and problem areas and figuring out what can be done. So I do miss it. I do miss, you know, being the one on the keyboard every so often, but I still, I still get that, I think, and it still gets done and gets done better and more scaled out because there's more people in it. So, you know, it's, it's, a it's, a, I think it's a trade-off I'm totally into. 
Yeah, well, it is all about scale and doing more with less. Um, but I also noticed on your Twitter feed, you met up with some of the team recently. I, I think I saw a picture of you having a having a pop with uh, Mr. Grossmiller. So that was must have been pretty fun to, to get everybody together. Have you guys gotten together much or was that one of the first times that you actually got to see everybody in the flesh? No, that was the first time I saw anyone on my team in person. Um, uh, you know, the other folks are all spread across the U S and the world. For instance, I, you know, Adam Azusa, for instance, is, uh, in Prague and Czech Republic. And there's, there's a lot of folks that I, I don't get to see or haven't seen in a long time, but Kyle kind of splits his time between, um, up North a bit. And, um, and of course in the Bay area. And so this is the first time he came back to the Bay area for a while. And we're like, you know what, let's, let's go find an, an outdoor beer garden and let's, let's catch up. So that was, that was super nice. And actually a couple of weeks ago, I had the first company in-person EBC that I'm aware of, nice. which was so exciting. I don't think anyone even cared what anyone was saying. Everyone's just like, this is so wonderful. We can present to people and talk in person, you know, so certainly do miss that. I think globally, we still have a lot of work to go, you know, globally and locally and everything like that to get to quote unquote normal. Um, but you know, it's nice to see little sh sh uh, rays of light shine through ever so often. Yeah. Folks are, are trickling in now. I think I was actually in the office that day because there was a little bit more buzz, but uh, the last couple of weeks I've been coming in a few times a week and it was hilarious. The first day that I came in, I think within the first 20 minutes, I bumped into cause I bumped into Charlie, I bumped into kicks and I bumped into our CMO, Jason Rose, all within the span of maybe a half hour between eight 30 and nine o'clock. And it was good to catch up. It was just sort of, Hey, how's it going? You know, good to see you. And Charlie gave me his good to be seen. You know, that's you know, such a, such a good, <laughs> You know, such a good Charlie line um, that he has. Well, great to hear that you're able to connect with with Kyle. And like you said, quote unquote, normal. We will see how and where that goes over the next months and into next year. But let's turn our attention to VMworld. Always a great event. Always so much going on. What are your expectations? I'll just open it big and broad. But what, what are you looking at for the show? I know part of it is we're showing up to talk about some great things and usually within part with partnership with VMware, but also there are things that you and the team can go and hear about and learn about and hear what VMware is doing, which sort of sets the tone for, for what we're going to invest in and do over the next year and beyond. But what are your expectations right now? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot to look forward to. I, you know, I think something that um, VMware announced quite a while ago, maybe two, three VMworlds ago. I can't, I can't even, I can't even track it sometimes. Project Monterey, right? That's really starting to, that's in like, I believe beta right now, like a public beta. Um, and that's, you know, VMware's offering around smart NIC deployment with servers. And I think that's really going to change how we see virtualization, how we see compute control and management across the board. And I think it's going to open up some interesting opportunities around what we can do with storage too. So I'm excited to see that start to push out a little bit further. I'm sure there's going to be content around that. You know, that's an interesting topic. And, and I think the main, the main, I think um, star of the show though, I, I believe is going to really going to be Kubernetes. And, you know, when you're talking Kubernetes and VMware, that's going to be Tanzu is what we saw last year across our, our customers and prospects and partners and you name it was what is our container strategy? What is a container strategy? Yeah. Why does this matter? Why does it not matter? Where, where does it matter? What should I do with this? How do I manage it? It's like, they're starting to just ask these questions, but there wasn't as much broad adoption. I think in the beginning of 2020, 
Um, but you know, we're getting into the end of 2021 now, and folks are really have begun digging into this, really deploying it, really making purchases, large purchases around how they're going to manage this, um, whether they're OPEX or CAPEX, you know, investments in, in Kubernetes and containers. And a lot of that, a lot, a lot of what we're seeing, that's going towards Tanzu because just the idea around VMs aren't going away. Containers are certainly coming and building and growing. Having a platform that manages both of these um, in simplistic ways is super important. And I think I think Tanzu is certainly going to be the star of the show and, and what's 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 going on around the ecosystem. Because the last point I want to make there um, is, I mean, I make many other points if you want me to dance around, but I think the last point I want to make here is that VMware's always really been about their ecosystem. Yeah. This is one of the reasons that customers, partners, everyone loves vSphere, VMware, uh, is that it's really about not just the platform, but everything that can go along with it and how we can make it better together. Uh, and I think that's what's really being starting, really starting to coalesce around Kubernetes and the Tanzo ecosystem is that it's it's not an island. Like there's a lot of cool things that, that are coming from, from VMware themselves and of course the partners uh, ecosystem. Yeah, there's a great deal of maturity. And I think you make a great point in that the conversations in early 2020 were more around, you know, how do we get started with this or we've started, but we're just doing it in a little pocket of our, of our, you know, environment here. And now there's a lot more maturity and it's really, you know, we're off and running, but now we've run into these problems, right? So how do you help us with that? Um, given that, I'll do a quick promo, quick plug. If you are interested in attending VMworld and coming to see the great things that the team is doing, uh, head up to Pure storage.com slash events and scroll down and look for the uh, hyperlink to VMworld Digital 2021 is happening October 5th through the 7th. And uh, we would love to have you there on our behalf. And you can go and register at the link that we provide there. So there, the promo is done, but it is important to get that info out. I want to talk to you because I know in past episodes, we've talked about the strategic evolution, how VMware has always been such a huge part of what we do and really helped us build the business early on and the shift to all flash with what we're able to solve. But that was flash array based. And while flash array, as you mentioned, is still super important with what you look at and what you're doing, we're evolving more into a portfolio type of play with the things that we're doing with VMware. So I don't want to downplay flash array too much because there's so much goodness in there. And you've always been the, the one that's you know led the charge on, on virtual volumes and on VVOLs. But what's your take on the integration points and the things, I guess, containers you've just mentioned? So you've done a great job of that, but what are some of the things that you are looking at where there's really a, an opportunity for Pure to do portfolio expansion uh, in the VMware ecosystem? Yeah, I, I think that's a really important part um, of, of what we're talking about at VMworld this year in particular is that Pure is a portfolio play around, uh, around VMware environments. And because there's a lot of different places that storage, storage management, storage integration matters. And there's a lot of different ways that that also matters. You know, as, as you mentioned, FlashRay was where Pure started and we're continuing to invest big time in that platform. There's a lot of cool design partnerships going on and a few that are pretty close to being to being announced or released or whatnot. Um, but it's FA is not the only thing, right? We look at uh, Flashblade, right? The high performance, high throughput object storage platform. I mean, it offers you know a lot of other file offerings as well, but what we're really seeing some opportunity in especially container ecosystems. Uh, there's uh, opportunities around VMware Cloud Director, all these different places where object matters and having high performance, highly resilient and available object storage. Uh, and 
comes to play. And when you think of that, you think Flashblade. And so yeah. that's part, part of that strategy as well. But I think one of the, the main new exciting things we can really get into this year at VMworld, uh, while we could a little bit last year, but it was still, the ink was just dry in last year when it came to Portworx joining, joining uh, Pure Storage. And, and um, not only the Portworx platform, but the announcements that we made just the morning of this, the recording uh, around uh, Portworx data services and automation around databases and containerized environments. So there's a lot going on around that. And I think uh, the end-to-end -end offering between Portworx, FA, VMware, we're, we're working at this to make it better together in a couple of ways. Because this is this is really one of, and we'll get into sessions, I, I imagine, in a bit, but one yeah. of the things that we're, you know, I really want to push out there is that, hey, we're working with VMware on two fronts when it comes to Kubernetes in particular, or Tanzu more specifically. Um, we see VMware's CSI driver, uh, Cloud Native Storage, CNS, as the, the guts of the system, right? This is VMware supports it, they build it, they improve the integration, they improve the support around that. And so making sure we support that and work with that is, is the right mechanism forward, right? Not, not working around it, but working with it. And so from a VMware, from a flash array perspective, what CNS provisions from is storage policy-based management. And when you think about storage policies, what do you think? You think virtual volumes, you think VVOLs. This is where we can take our array features, present them up as storage policies, and CNS can leverage them as storage classes within a VMware, within a Tanzu environment on top of it. Portworks, uh, we made an announcement earlier this year with 2.8 release of Portworks that integrates now directly with CNS as well. So when it's running in a VMware environment, it can use CNS to provision storage from it because it knows, hey, CNS knows the underlying VMware environment the best. Let's leverage its technology and efforts to get us what we need. Right? And so it works. We're working, the Portworks team is working with the CNS team to make those two things better together at the Kubernetes layer. And us, the flash array side of the fence, we're working with the CNS team as well around how do we better in integrate VVOLs? How do we better integrate storage policy-based management? How do we integrate the features that come along with that? And so they can be leveraged in the right way up, in, up, up into the Kubernetes layer. And then Portworx takes over and like, all right, how can we really manage this internally at scale natively within a Kubernetes environment? Yeah, it's wonderful to see the connectivity on, you know, sort of what used to be mutually exclusive things sort of coming together. Um, and that's a great example. I love how you bring up the two fronts, you know, where we're trying to uh, provide that integration. Um, let me ask you to put your, your cloud hat on a little bit here, because I have noticed some, some interesting and, and actually really exciting traction around engaging with customers on, on VMware Cloud Foundation, right? And that's a, a market motion that, you know, we put into play a couple years ago or so, and, and you know, we can solve it in multiple ways with, with multiple different pro, uh, product, products, but um, what do you see, what's exciting in, in the cloud space? And I won't limit it to VMware Cloud Foundation, but obviously that's a big thrust for, for VMware. Um, put your cloud hat on and, and chat about that for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that I've learned and as a product manager now from in our cloud kind of ecosystem in the past with uh, how has been maybe eight months or something like that uh, specifically is that um, the whole arguments around, uh, you know, everyone should do multi-cloud or you should be doing hybrid cloud or you should be doing this amount of clouds or this kind of configuration of clouds is that none of those terms really mean anything to anyone or rather they mean something different to 
every customer, right? Yeah. It's, it really comes down to me, like, what is your cloud? And not like, are you run, what's your multi-cloud strategy? What's your hybrid cloud? So I was like, what is your cloud strategy, right? It really, that's what it comes down to because it means something slightly different. And I think one of the nice things around the flexibility of VMware and specifically you look at VMware Cloud Foundation is it really, it makes it really easy to deliver that infrastructure up, right? So that the, the ins and outs around the underlying configuration is automated and integrated from the storage layer, you know, principal storage around VVOLs and things like that, up through NVCF around deploying additional workload domains and so forth as needed. And so you can deploy this on that on-demand kind of cloud model as needed. And we've been seeing these, you know, customer wins come in that aren't, they're not really specific. Oh, this is flash array X90, you know, however many. It's like, this is a VCF win, right? Mm -hmm. This is, we're, 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 that's the motion that we're seeing around it's around the purchase around storage. It's like, what does this mean for their cloud? What is the use case this is focused on? And VCF has really been picking up in traction recently, which is great to see because we've, we spent, you know, a significant amount of 2019 and 2020, and even a little bit before that investing in VCF solutions, understanding the ins and outs, working with the VCF team. How do we make sure that the, our storage offering is a first class object within SCDC manager, the tool that deploys VCF. And I think that's really starting to pay off. And, um, you know, we're not, we're certainly not done. I think there's a lot of cool stuff we can do. We're working on some new reference architectures and solutions that'll be coming out, you know, around the VMworld timeframe as well. So keep an eye on that, uh, on the kind of the next version of automation when it comes to VCF and pure. Yeah, super exciting to see that. And I know our friend Vaughn Stewart, who is a huge champion for what we do with VCF, is very excited as well to see some of the traction. Um, final topic, as we're just hitting kind of high level, those things that are a little bit more portfolio based. This is one that when I was looking at the show catalog for what we're presenting that I was maybe a little bit surprised about, but then thought about a little bit more and it made sense. And we'll get into what's actually in the session that's being covered, but um, let's talk a little bit security and specifically ransomware. And I mean, again, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere in the news. It's many of the podcasts we do on this program, or at least it comes up here and there, but we're now actually moving the ransomware thought leadership as well as the way that we can solve it with, uh, with, with safe mode or not solve it, but help people mitigate and recover quickly. Uh, but there's now a, a ransomware motion within VMware. And I guess it makes sense that, you know, VMware users, uh, you know, have their data locked up by ransomware, they can't get to it. So what's, what's your take on how and where ransomware plays within, again, the VMware ecosystem that we've been talking about? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, Rob, I, uh, my, my family and I, we have a twice a week zoom, right? We've started this from the beginning of COVID and uh, most of my family lives on the East coast, the U S I'm on the West coast. And so, you know, and they're spread out all over the place. And so it's been a nice way to keep in touch and see each other when we couldn't see each other. And we're probably honestly going to do that from, from now on, but yeah. I, I dialed into, into one of our zooms and, I heard someone talking about ransomware. I'm like, oh, did I click the wrong Zoom number? I can't, you know, and, and I realized it's a it work was, Zoom. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no, I realized it was my mother, you know, and I'm like, she was, she was like, I saw this article or I saw this video on CNN or something like that. And they were talking, oh, it seems because, you know, they, you know, they're, they're at that age where we're talking about healthcare and hospitals is something that's pretty high on their mind. And, and they're seeing these attacks on hospitals and they're very worried, right? They're very worried about this stuff for, 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 for good reason. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's just a really 
explicit example around like how top of mind this is uh, for everyone. Uh, forget, forget about whether you're in the IT industry. Like this is, this is really scary. I mean, my son was born uh, two months to almost three months ago now. Uh, and I was in the hospital. I was looking at the screen there and, you know, I saw some of the software running and it just popped into my mind. I was like, Oh my gosh, what if we lose this? Right. Um, and so, it's something that from a pure perspective, we've really been um, investing in and how can we, how can we help, um, help our customers build in protections and, and fast restore points? Cause it's not just about restoring. It's about restoring quickly, right? Because sometimes they seem like, well, you know what? It's cheaper to just pay the money than it is to take the amount of time to restore from backup because every, every minute costs me the million dollars or, or lives, right? And so being able to restore really, really quickly and in context, the environment that you need to restore um, is, is obviously a super, super important part of, of what can be done there. And so this is one of our, our um, you know, significant kind of topics at VMworld because one of many of our customers running, as we said multiple times in this, in this episode is, is VMware, right? Yep. And so what is, what are the protections um, that we're building in? What are these, these, these features that we're building into the platform and have built into the platform? How do they matter to the VMware environments? How do we make, how do we improve your protection scheme? Cause it is something that you need to think about the 360 degree view, right? There's no one solution that's fully going to protect every part of your environment, right? And so you need to really think about it holistically. And this is something from a pure perspective. We're not saying, well, you let's hope you have some something configured there to protect. It's like, no, what can we also do when we build a feature? What does it mean if someone gets our, our the credentials into the array? What if someone that has the credentials decides they want to do something like this is something we're putting a lot of thought into engineering into. And I want to make sure that our VMware consumers out there um, understand what we can do to help them. Um, and, you know, I think that's something, once again, cross-platform that we're focused on. So it's, it's something that's has a important focus for us and will continue to be. And it's something I definitely want to bring up this year at VMworld. And so certainly uh, pay attention to, to, to what, we're, what we're talking about there. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that it's so relevant and mainstream, you know, if it's hitting your family members, I think uh, just flipping around network TV, because yes, I, I do not just stream, but I got network TV. I think there were three different programs in the last three weeks, you know, as the fall seasons have kicked off that all had some type of ransomware play in it. And so, you know, it's gone mainstream when you've got shows like 911 and others that are, that are, you know, doing a whole thing where ransomware has knocked out the city or knocked out the hospital or whatever. And, and now, you know, they're trying to figure out how to go off and solve that. Although they, none of those shows, and I watched a couple, didn't get into the technology enough. It was just, you know, scary, scary graphics on a screen, which is, I think what Hollywood thinks of when they think about hacking and things like that. But but uh, yeah, you make a great point that it has gone mainstream. Well, let's let's jump into the actual sessions that we have so people can get a little bit of preview and pick and choose. Of course, we'd love if everybody attended all of them, but realize there's a lot of good content and a lot of good material to see at VMworld, but maybe there's a few here that will jump out. And we'll start with one that I think is, is one that you are doing, the one with uh, with Jason from VMware around code storage best practices. And this is your this is your bread and butter, right? This is the one that you, you do and have been doing for uh for quite a while what's what's the scoop on that one so i'm excited for this session for two reasons um reason number one is that it's live um oh, nice. uh, historic good. the past year everything's been recorded for vmworld or mo many things where um and some of these sessions are as well today but uh, this session i'm doing with jason is live and i'm really looking forward to just having a conversation around 
course, source best practices, what's new, what's coming up, what matters, what we're seeing, what we're seeing from our, you know, respective support organizations, pure VMware, uh, what you, what you should be thinking about differently, what things have you might've forgotten about that you want to look back at and, you know, what, what are the new concepts and topics? Cause there is a lot of new stuff. There's also a lot of kind of core things that we sometimes tend to forget that, you know, there are people that are new, to the ecosystem out there doing new things. And, you know, it's also important to, to bring those up and continue to educate even on the things that some people say is quote unquote, basic elementary stuff. It's not, it's core stuff. It's super right. important to understand. And so some, some old, some new, um, and it's live. So that's really fun. No, that's cool. If you want to see Cody live, uh, then show up for this one. It might be really fun to see something live. All right. Session number two, and, and I'll paraphrase the title, but around building and publishing with PowerShell modules. Now we do a lot of work, right? In the, particularly in the Barks side of the house and, and Mike Nelson and others that are heavily involved in that. But this one really gets all around to, you know, automating scripting, right? If it, if it moves, you want to script it, reducing swivel chair management. But uh, again, what's the tie-in to, to VMware? Why are we doing a PowerShell module at a, at a VM world? Yeah, this is a session from David Stamen, and it's one of those, you know, kind of code sessions that just kind of gets you right to this is how this is why it matters. This is what you can do. Here's some demos. And, um, you know, there's a lot of new offerings out there around orchestration automation. You know, as a company, we're investing in Terraform and Ansible and all those, uh, those things out there, right? We have a Terraform provider for CBS, for instance. Um, but PowerShell is still... I would argue the number one orchestration scripting language that's used in VMware environments still to this day. Uh, and I think when you're building these scripts, right, I think making them repeatable, reusable, allowing others to be able to use them or allow them to survive for a long time is really making them into a more fully formed module that, that you know, accords itself to best practices around, this is how you should build it. This is how it can be repeated. And then by pushing it to the gallery, it can be downloaded and repeated and delivered easily to wherever it needs to be. And so that's a good session to really take your scripts to the next level um, uh, around, around PowerShell. So I think, I think that one should be a fun one. I've done it myself many times with the stuff that I've written. Totally recommend making sure you, you follow through with that process on, on anything that you built in PowerShell. Nice. Well stated. And uh, David is a, is a terrific and uh, dynamic presenter. So definitely check that one out if that's something that piques your interest. And then we'll dive into the third session, which we already alluded to around ransomware. But when I look at the title, it, it, it tells me that it's perhaps a, a, a friend of the program, Andrew Miller types of things. When you're, when you're talking about uh, vSphere locked up by ransomware, how to make bail, parentheses, asking for a friend. Andrew loves that kind of prerogative title. So am I correct in assuming that's an Andrew Miller type of session. And is this one where he's going to go through his, you know, three vectors of protection and, and kind of relate it back to people that are, that are doing things with VMware. You, you nailed it. I, I saw Andrew's session uh, or, you know, the first incarnation of it year and a half ago or whatever it was, and it's continued to evolve. And when I first saw it, I was like, this is, this is wild. Like I never thought about these things. I learned a lot from that session. And when it came to like, what sessions should we be submitting um, at the Emerald this year, I was like, we have to do this one. I think this is really informative, really useful. I learned a lot. I, it's really changed some of my product strategy around what we're building from a VMware, from a cloud perspective. And so I was like, let's do this and let's do it in context of VMware. And so Andrew, you know, as, as he always is, was more than happy to oblige. And so I'm excited for, for that session to go live in the Emerald. 
yeah, he's certainly very generous, although very passionate as well. And he does spend a lot of time, you know, crafting these talk tracks so that they are relevant to the people that need to hear and understand the story because there are differing views of, you know, what a ransomware attack entails and uh, what you need to do about it. And he takes the view of, you know, before, during, and after. And so it's really insightful and applies to, to many different many different areas of, of the data center and, and data center operations. Um, excellent. Um, number four, production apps in Tanzu, leveraging Portworx data services. So taking us full circle to chatting about containers and Kubernetes up front. This one is uh, you with uh, the wonderful John Owings, as well as Kyle Grossmiller on the, on the VMware team. Um, I guess this ties back into what you were talking about with the adoption of Tanzu and that people are actually moving forward with their strategies. And now it's about us explaining, you know, what, what areas of the portfolio can help them get from A to B. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, this, this, this session ties into what I spoke about before around our you know, two pronged or, you know, there's multiple other prongs. So from an engineering perspective, our two pronged investment around Tanzu from FA and Portworx and how those work. But uh, the, the big part of the session is really what Kyle and, and J.O. are doing. John Owings uh, is talking about you know, what Portworx is, why it matters in the VMware environment, and then showing a really cool demo of like, hey, I deployed my my containerized applications and Kubernetes somewhere else um, in some other type of deployment, non-VMware, OpenShift, something like that. I want to move to Tanzu. How do I easily and quickly do that using Portworx? And that's a demo that Kyle built up uh, that I think is really, really cool. So um, there's uh, it should be a fun session. You should be able to learn a lot from that. And I said, it's really focused around how, how, do I, how do I get things in? How do I get started? And how do I really take my data management within Tanzu to that next level? Nice. Um, cool to see Kyle getting some some airtime in there as well, because I know how hard he works on all these uh, on all these things and and love seeing J.O. Uh, that is very, very cool. Um, final one. And last but not least is entitled one plus one plus one equals three. It can when using joint solutions from Pure and VMware. And this features Vaughn Stewart, Donald Schubat from our alliances team with VJ from VMware as it is listed. And I'm guessing this is a little bit more on sort of the wholesome goodness and, and the work that we do together as companies, but always great when you have somebody with VMware joining our alliance experts like Vaughn and Donald. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this uh, this title kind of harkens back to what I remember our vows at my wedding, where you know they initially says like, uh, "Hey, two become one." I'm like, yeah. "No, two become much more than two, I think, yeah. right? I was yeah. like, "I'm a thousand times better than I was because of my wife, right? And and maybe she's one half percent better than she is with me, but um, but you know <laughs> they become they become more. And I think this is kind of a similar idea. And you know, also a lot of the sessions we've done in the past are super. Uh, super agnostic, you know, like, and people, a lot of times people come up to VMware. I was like, you know, this is really cool. I, I love that. I'm learning about core storage and what Tanzu means with production apps, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I kind of was hoping to learn a little bit more about pure too. <laughs> um, and so yeah. this session really tries to answer both of those questions. Like, how do we really make your VMware storage environment better together? And you know, what, what is, what does pure bring to the table directly there? So it's always a fun session. Vaughn was one of the first sessions I saw you know, in 2008, I remember at VMworld and, uh, you know, he's a great presenter. So it should be fun times. Yeah. That's one that I hear from attendees. They always have some key takeaway or some learning that comes out of that. It's not something where you just sit there and go, eh, I've seen this movie before. This is a rerun. There's, there's always some new goodness that, uh, that can be extracted out. Um, wow. That's a, that's a pretty full slate. 
that we have at VMworld and super, super exciting. Anything else going on in and around the event? I think I saw something around some type of uh, party event or partner-led thing. Uh, is that one that's on your radar as well? Yeah, there's there's a variety of kind of community things we're supporting. There's these VMUG watch parties around around the U.S. in particular that we're sponsoring, and so we'll be you know helping helping uh, contribute to those to those watch parties of VMworld and have some content and some giveaways and things like that. So if you had to check out your 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 local VMUG chapter or region uh, and see if there's one near you, um, and of course there's also some other streaming events and so forth that we're working on uh, post VMworld as well to, to sum things up and create a little bit of a TLDR in case you weren't able to attend everything out there. So, um, so certainly keep an eye uh, VMworld is not where we're stopping where we have some stuff coming afterwards too. Yeah. And a great plug. You make a great plug there for the VMUGs because that's an area, even via the pandemic, we have stayed extremely active. And so, you know, if you can't go to this event at this point in time, or you're going to catch up later, make sure you make time for your VMUG because we've stayed really active there. And pretty much all the experts that we've talked about, the David Stamens and Jace McCarty's and John Owings and, and probably even you and Kyle um, are, are showing up and, and doing things at these uh, VMUGs events that we're, we're very aggressively continuing to both sponsor and participate in. So I'm, I'm really happy that you brought that up. And generally for anything else that we're doing VMworld, you can go to purestorage.com slash VMworld. We have a nice vanity URL set up for that. Um, any final thoughts, Cody? Because I got to let you go. I know super busy with the event coming up and you were just involved in the Fusion launch and PDS launch today. So it is always great to carve out you know, a half hour of your time, but anything you want to close on relative to your excitement with, with the VMware integrations and just about pure in general. Uh, I mean, you stole the words right out of my mouth. It's like, you know, you know, we just announced Pure Fusion the morning of this recording to so go online and check out what that is and what that means. So I'm really excited about all of that, but I, you know, my final words are just like, you know, I know we have this episode every year, you know, Rob, but um, I think the fun thing about it is that it's, the topics are always very different. They're always continuing to evolve. We're not talking about the same things over and over again. Like these are all uh, not, uh, these are evolutionary topics and completely new investment areas. So it really keeps working in this space, fun and dynamic. And so I'm, I'm just as excited for this VM world as I've been for, for the last, however many I've been at, I've lost count at this point. So it's, it's good times. Yeah, and I love that. It's a great way to put a period at the end of the conversation here. Um, new topics, new evolutions, and that's really how we treat our relationship with VMworld or with VMware. So um, thank you for that. Uh, why don't you give people your Twitter handle? Because you are an excellent Twitter follow, not just for the technical information, but there's always some other humorous things that I keep up with. And I know you just finished a move. I don't know how much of that you've been covering in social media, but um, give people your Twitter handle so that they go out and give you a follow because uh, you are a great follow with your mix of entertaining posts, provocative posts, and also things that are related to pure technology. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's at Cody Hosterman, C-O-D-Y-H-O-S-T-E-R-M-A-N. Um, so check me out. Certainly, certainly please follow along. If you have questions, you know, shoot, shoot me a message on there. Um, slide in my DMs, as, as they say. Um, we'd love to hear from you. 
Fantastic. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, carving out a little bit of time. I know it's always tough to get you with everything that you're juggling and all the hats that you are wearing, but uh, loved hearing from you about what's going on with VMworld and of course, things that are to come after and that we're always evolving in that space. So great to have you on today. And hey out there, thanks for checking out this episode of the Pure Report. And as Cody just mentioned a moment ago, if you want to get up to speed on Pure Fusion, that episode just went live a few minutes before we recorded this. This is Tuesday, September 28th, and I got Anthony Ferrario to chat with me last week uh, to give you a little bit of a double click into the Fusion announcement, which is really exciting. So many great things going on here at Pure. Thanks for tuning in today and for telling a colleague and sending in topic requests. Uh, keep doing that, and we'll keep having the great guests like Cody on the program. With that, we will wrap for Pure Storage and Cody Hosterman. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.